Yeah, hey everybody, every campus, welcome uh, to, to Fuse. If you're new with us, welcome. If you're old, uh, you've been around Fuse for a long time, welcome back. My name is Caleb. It's good to see you guys. Uh, anybody stay up late last night and watch some election coverage? Anybody care? No, not at all. Yeah, a few people. Okay, yeah, 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 cool. Yeah. What a, what a great, 2020, man. Just put it, put it, put it like a, put a note on your phone or like a calendar reminder in 10 years to spend some time remembering this year and you're gonna be like, golly, it really was just crazy. Um, hey, welcome. Uh, it's, uh, it's November now, which means we're just a few weeks away from Turkey and Thanksgiving. So you know what? COVID, you can cancel everything. You're not getting Turkey. You're not canceling Thanksgiving, man. Can I get an amen? We're gonna war in the spirit against COVID by eating just pounds and pounds of turkey. Um, hey, I wanna talk about the next couple of weeks. We spent the month of October talking about the Holy Spirit. I hope that it was helpful. If you missed any weeks, uh, go watch online, YouTube, and, and our New Spring website. We have all the, all the videos there if you wanna get through it. Let me, before I tell you like, the content we're gonna be going through in November, let me encourage you, big encouragement through this. The, the content um, November and December is the kind of stuff that you have to be like in a group to really get the most out of. It's, it's the kind, we, we have intentionally framed the questions and spent time thinking about the content in a way that it's only gonna be like, it, it's only gonna be super good for you if you have people to bounce ideas off of and ask questions, right? So make sure if you're not in a group that you find somebody tonight on whatever campus you're on and that you get in a group with them, that you get their help getting into a group and make sure, right, so most, most people are in a group. So here's my advice for you in, a, in your group over these next couple of months. Get the most out of your time together. Uh, because some of the things that we're gonna talk about over the next couple of months are big. They're big ideas. They're, they're heavy, right? They're weighty. They're kind of like, they're more than just like the typical maybe conversation. So dig into them. Don't just try to avoid them. Don't just, don't like not talk about these with your group, okay? Whether you do group right after the message and you hang out in the auditorium or whether you go to Chick-fil-A or whether you get breakfast together somewhere in your town, like make sure you're spending your group time kind of ringing these questions out, all right? because I'm not keeping this horrible revival mustache on my face for nothing, all right? We gotta see some revival, so. Hey, let me pray and jump in, and we'll talk through this stuff tonight. Let's pray. <laughs> Father, we, we need your wisdom. We need your help. We need your ideas and your words and your views on eternity. We need you. We need your presence here with us. We need your, we need your spirit to guide us into all truth. We need your word to come alive to us. We need, we need your son, Jesus, to draw us to himself so that we could have this, this hunger inside of us to know the truth. And so, Father, I just pray, would you would the, the words of our mouths, the meditations of our heart, would they be pleasing to you, God? And would, Holy Spirit, would you find it uh, uh, pleasant to come and dwell with us here tonight to make these words come alive to us in Jesus' name? Everybody said, amen. Okay, so for the next four weeks, we're talking about eternity. Uh, we're talking about what happens after you die. Next week, one of my really good friends, Josh, is going to come talk about the fact that um, like, traditional Christianity has always held to this belief that Jesus Christ is coming back. Like, There's going to be a day where the physical, real Jesus, God with a bod, is coming back to here, like he will be back on the earth. We're gonna talk about that next, we're gonna talk, next week. We're gonna talk about what that means for us. We're gonna talk about what that means for you. It's gonna be awesome. And then uh, one of our pastors here, Clayton, is gonna come talk the next week. He's gonna talk about um, 
the fact that Jesus says several times over in his teachings that you were created to live forever somewhere, right? Like, and what the ideas for that are, what are the, what are the somewhere options? Like, what does the Bible unpack for us? And then week four for Thanksgiving week, we're creating some, um, some video content to watch in our groups. And this is, I'm going to be teaching this one. This is something I'm really excited about. What does eternity actually look like? Like, like some of the questions are, where do you go? And what happens? All that stuff. And it's and if you dig into it, it, the Bible is actually not that unclear about it. There's actually some some very clear directions on what's going to happen forever, and like what's going to happen for those of us who decide to follow Jesus. Like what's going to be our experience forever? The Bible actually has a lot to say about that, so we're going to dive into that. But tonight, what what my job is to do tonight? My job is to kind of kick the doors wide open on the content, to kick the doors wide open on eternity, to get the to get kind of the 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 hornet's nest stirred up a little bit in our hearts and to, to hopefully make sense of some things that we all should know. So in order to do that, I want you to write down this point because this, and I'm gonna try to prove this point to you in the Bible, and anytime, let me give you permission, okay? Anytime somebody gets on stage at Fuse and they tell you to write something down, write it down and then I want you to go try to find out whether or not it's true based off the Bible. Like I wanna give you full permission to seek your Bible to try to figure out if people are telling you the truth. Don't just believe people when they tell you stuff because you're getting ready to have to like give some real serious answers for why you believe and act the way that you do if you're gonna follow Jesus. So practice that, like make a practice of, oh, he said this or she, she taught me this. I wanna go find and see if that's true. So write this down and I'm gonna try to prove to you in the Bible tonight that it's true. Everyone has to deal with the reality of eternity. Everybody. Like everybody has to come to grips with the the limits of the human experience, right? Even people that like push the limits of human experience, even think, um, think like people that are super strong or, or people that accomplish tremendous things, like, you know, whether it's someone who, who, who just like accomplishes physical, you know, mastery of sorts, like someone like a LeBron James or, or, or Cristiano Ronaldo or somebody who has seemingly reached like the peak of physical fitness, like they couldn't get in any better shape. Or whether it's someone who they, you know, they reach the pinnacle of like human success, right? Like Jeff Bezos or, you know, or, or Bill Gates. Like, some, like at some point, everybody has to deal with the fact that there's, there's limits on the human experience. Some limits are smaller. Some, for some, they, you know, they, just, they, they can succeed more than others. They could go and accomplish more. But all of us are bound to the limitations put on us in the human experience. And one of those limitations, one of, those, one of the things that's true about us is that there's gonna come a day when everybody you've ever met stops breathing. And that's like, it's weird because we don't talk about it and it's weird because it's sad. Like if you've ever lost a grandparent or someone close to you, like man, it's just tremendously sad. And that's part of it. Like God made it to be sad, right? And that's the thing. But for us now, in, in this day and age, and for us growing up into, you know, believers and followers of Jesus, seeking out the truth of God's word, trying to figure out what we have to hold on to is that the, the words of God and the teachings of Jesus have actually always been an encouragement for Christians about death. Like, like death is something for Christians that's different for people that don't follow Jesus. And my hope over the next few weeks is to kind of kind of answer some questions and, and give you some hope and, and to kind of flip on your, in, in, in all of our minds, what, what should our beliefs be? What, should, what did D Jesus actually teach 
about this. But before we get to Jesus even, back in the Old Testament, we have this guy named Solomon. Solomon was like, he was so smart. He was super wise. A lot of you guys know him. He was super rich. And he writes this book. We have this book, the Ecclesiastes, and he's kind of given this wisdom. And even, even Solomon, it seems like in this book that he's writing, is like, He's, he's like coming to grips with the limitations of the human experience. And this is a guy who like succeeded a lot, fulfilled every, you know, every pleasure he ever sought out, like he had it. And he's realizing as he's writing this book to us, he's like, there's limits to this. Like there's just, like the human experience is supposed to be limited, but there's a reason for it. So let's pick it up. If you have a Bible, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. If anybody ever tells you a book to find in the Bible and you don't know where it is, just go to the table of contents. Save us awesome time. Or you can scroll there on your phone. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. For everything, there is a season. And there's a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to plant, time to pluck up what's planted. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. There's a time to break down and a time to build up. There's a time to weep. And there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn time to dance. There's a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. There's a time to seek, a time to lose. There's a time to keep and a time to cast away. There's a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate. There's a time for war and there's a time for peace. And then he says, what gain has the worker for his toil, from his toil? I've seen the business that God's given to the children of man to be busy with. He's made everything beautiful in its time. And then he makes a statement here that I just, in my experience, I have found to be true. He says, also, he has put eternity in the heart of man. What's, what's he saying here? What he's saying here is this, that everybody's gotta deal with the reality of eternity. You can face the reality of eternity by pretending like it doesn't exist and, and avoiding it or ignoring it, you can face it by trying to like, you know, fight against it and war against it and trying to, you know, you, you can face it by trying to seek out your own truth and try to, you know, make sense of it in your own way. Or we can seek the word of God to try to make sense of reality. But what he's saying here is this, everybody you've ever met is going to start asking the questions at some point. And I can remember like it was yesterday, I remember the first time that I ever thought about like heaven or, or forever or eternity or, or whatever it is. And let me tell you a story because it was like, it's kind of a silly, funny story, but like, but I've, I've talked to a lot of people and a lot of people have had like a similar experience. Um, I was 12 years old. I was riding with my mom in the car. My mom had a, uh, like a Hunter Green Honda Passport back in the day. And the sunroof was open, the windows are down. We were on I-85, we were driving up I-85, headed toward Greenville, I had a soccer game. We were playing over at the, the Mesa Complex against CESA in Greenville. And I was 12 years old, so this was 17 years ago. Wow. And I was, um, I can remember, like my mom listened to like early 90s country music, it was like her jam. So I was like, operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. It's like all I can, it's like Garth Brooks is my favorite because that's what I was listening to all the time. And so that's on the radio. She's got her cigarette in this hand, her Mountain Dew in this hand. Like we're jamming to Garth Brooks. You know, I'm secondhand smoke, taking all this in right for my soccer game. Only the best. And, and I remember like, I'm, I remember I'm looking out the sunroof and it was one of those days where like 
the sky is so blue that like you kind of get lost in it for a little bit. And what I mean is like, you know how, you know how sometimes when the sky's, when there's not a single cloud in the sky, it almost looks like the sky's fake. And I remember looking at it and thinking like, what's up there? You know, like it wasn't, I'm not like deep thoughts, right? I'm not like a 12 year old, like savant having these, like I'm going like, what the heck is up there? Well, like, how do you get up there? You know? And then it, then it started, it like kept going. And I was like, I was like, man, no, really? Like what's up there? And like, does it go on forever? And then I was like, forever? What's forever? How long is forever? And I'm like, if I die, if you live forever, and then I literally, and then it turns into this like, you know, little 12 year old me trying to pray with God and trying to figure out like, God, am I gonna get bored? Like, can I, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm asking him like every thousand years, can I get a new, can I trade planets? Cause I'll surely, surely we'll get bored after a thousand years on some planet in outer space and forever, right? And I just found it so interesting that here I am unprompted at 12 years old and I'm seeing the creation that God had made and without ever anyone asking me a question, what's happening in my mind is I'm reckoning with the truth of eternity. My little, my little 12 year old heart and mind at the time was just buzzing with the, with, with the truth that I can, I can see the creation of God. This is Paul's letter in Romans chapter one. Like when, when you see creation, it gives witness to the reality of God's existence and to his plans in the earth. And I'm looking at the sky at 12 years old and I'm going, crap. This is something is there's something about this, man. And maybe I was just lost in the sauce of John Michael Montgomery, you know, as, as, a, as a 12 year old. Like, I don't know what it was, but there was something about it. And then I read this Bible verse and I see, oh no, what was happening to me is that God has placed eternity in the heart of man. And that was the time for me to reckon with the reality of eternity. And so it, it's important for us to seek that out. James um, is, would write his letter to us. And this is kind of where, we're, where I'm gonna wrap this first week. I don't wanna to get too much into content this first week specifically. And we'll save this for the next couple of weeks so we can get into some good question time in groups and, and kind of getting into some of these. But James writes this, this letter in the New Testament to followers of Jesus. And I wanna show you the difference here in, um, in kind of these two biblical authors' takes on time and eternity and life and all that sort of stuff. James chapter four, verse 13, he says this. Come now you who say, Today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. So he's basically saying like, come on, those of you who say like you're gonna go get rich and do this, like you don't even know what tomorrow's gonna bring. He says, what's your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So notice the, the, the dichotomy here. The dichotomy here is that there's this the reality of eternity is in the heart of man. There's something stirring in all of us where I know I was created and made out of forever stuff. And there's also this, and also your life's gonna be super short and it's kind of like a mist. You're just here today and gone tomorrow. So we have these two things as followers of Jesus warring inside of us where I know that it's not about like here and now and all of this. Like I know there's I know that life's gonna be short and it's like a mist, right? It's like a vapor, it's just here. It's like the fog in the morning. It comes in and then it goes out and it's just gone. But at the same time, I'm made of this forever stuff. Romans chapter six, the wages of sin is this, but the gift of God is what? It's eternal life. Like all in the Christian narrative is this idea of eternity. John three sixteen, that whoever believes in me would not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Like eternity is something that has been central to the Christian experience forever, forever. 
A.W. Tozer, in his book, uh, The Knowledge of the Holy, you should, you should get into some A.W. Tozer. It's awesome. He's, he's an awesome, awesome author if you're looking to get into some good Christian, Christian books. He says this, and this is, kind of, this is kind of like a synopsis of the night, okay, and the, kind of a synopsis of the series. Here's the quote. Man, eternity's a long time to be wrong. Right, like eternity's, if, if it's real, and, and that's what I hope to get into over the next few weeks, like to, to get into this and not to try to like, I don't wanna bully you into thinking what I think. I don't, wanna, I don't wanna force you into like, no, this is the truth, man, and if you don't think this, you're wrong. What I wanna do is I want to, I kinda wanna poke and prod into your gut and stir up that thing inside of you that's asking the question of like, is there something to reality of eternity? Is there something to forever? Like, is that, right, because that's, that's in all of us. I wanna tell you one story real quick, and then I'm gonna pray. And we'll be done for tonight. We'll get to group and, and get some of the conversation going for the next few weeks. I got a phone call two years ago this week that changed my life forever. And I never saw it coming. I, there's no way to train and like know what you're gonna do and know what you're gonna say when this happens. So you just gotta roll with it. But when I was in high school, before I started following Jesus, I didn't make great choices. I, I just, I made some bad choices. And some of my friends that I did some of my bad choices with they didn't decide to follow Jesus and they continued to make some of these choices, right? And, you know, it's like it started innocent and silly and, you know, we're stupid and we're maybe going to get drunk this weekend or maybe we're gonna smoke weed this weekend or maybe we're gonna do all this. And then for, you know, for a few of us, we kind of matured and grew out of that and realized it was just kind of stupid and we got pretty serious about like following Jesus. But a couple of our friends, they fell into some like pretty gnarly like substance abuse sort of things. It was, it was tough to watch. Like, what was kind of fun and silly for us became some pretty serious drug addictions and, you know, some deep alcoholism. And it, it just, it wasn't fun to watch. And so we grow, you know, and everybody kind of goes off to college and does their thing. And some of the, some of my like close friends from, from high school, like they, they just never could really get out of their own way. Honestly, they just kept, it just was like one thing after the next, after the next. And so fast forward, I got a, you know, a really good buddy from high school. I get a phone call two years ago from his sister. This week, two years ago this week. And he just has never been able to get out of the, the cycle of like just drinking and drugs and you know, just trying whatever. And, and he just one night comes home from the bar and just kills himself. And she calls me and is obviously freaking out and she doesn't know what to do and she doesn't know what to say and she doesn't know what to talk about. His whole family's atheists and that was part of the thing in high school where like when a couple of us tried to start following Jesus, there was like this big rift between us. So like his mom, you know, like his sister, his sister loves God, but like everybody else in the family just like didn't matter. And so she's like, can you please come over to the house? Like we just don't know what to do. And so I go home and I drop my stuff off and I just went and sat in their living room. And... I'm sitting there with his sisters and his dad and his mom, who as far as I know, my, my whole experience with them, like growing up with them and hanging out, like we never talked about God and it was kind of like a joke and like everyone, it's, it's like God's for like, God's for wimps, you know, like God's for the people who don't wanna like really get the most out of life and it's kind of like the cop out. Like God, like th there, there was this like non-belief in God and now I'm watching this grown, grown adult man dealing with the loss of his son. And, and you know what he's asking in that moment? Like he's literally, what he's asking through, through the tears and just the, he's like, what happens now? 
Like what, what now? What now for him? What now for me? What now for us? Like what? And, and I just, I'll never, ever forget how, like have you ever gotten in water and it's really cold and you just, your whole body, you can just feel everything. You know, you're just like, oh my God, I'm so awake right now. This is crazy. I, it was like I was, it was like I had been dunked in ice cold water sitting in that living room because I'm, I'm like, I'm faced with this. I'm having to, I'm having to be honest and watch people deal with the reality of eternity right in front of me. And I remembered feeling in that moment that all of us that claim to be followers of Christ, we owe it to our journey with God to know what does God say and cause us or encourage us to believe about eternity. It matters. It informs our lives. It informs our relationships. It informs the urgency with which we live every single day. It's the reason why a lot of people just end up floundering around and just wasting the breath and life that God gave them. Not because they're bad people, but just because we haven't taken time to consider the reality of eternity. And so I don't want that for us. I don't think you want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want to, I don't want to live afraid. I don't want to live with questions. What I want to do is I want to live in, in, in worship to God for the truth that he's revealed about Christ and what that means for those of us who follow him. And I want us to be able to bring that hope and that joy and that peace to our friends and family around us who aren't gonna come to Fuse or to church with us and ask. But they're gonna be in your house. They're gonna play video games with you. They're gonna ride in your car to go to games. Like they're gonna, they're gonna hang out with you and so you're the option for them. Like you're the, you're the way that the people that, if eternity's in the heart of everyone, everyone's not at Fuse tonight, but you are. You're gonna be here for the next few weeks and you're gonna learn what the Bible actually says about this. So you're the way that the truth of the reality of eternity is gonna make it into your class. That's your, you're the way. And so I'm asking you, please, over the next few weeks, engage with this content. Engage with this, engage in your group, ask questions. If you don't know, don't be ashamed or embarrassed, ask. Or if, you, if there's like heaviness or something that's on you about this, like, man, let's ask questions, okay? Let's get into this content in a real, genuine way. Everybody, every campus, will you stand to your feet? I wanna pray for you. And then I'm gonna hand it over to the campuses and we'll go uh, about our night. I'm excited about the next few weeks. God, you're gonna love hearing from the next, the next couple of weeks worth of stuff. It's so good. We're not even gonna be able to scratch the surface though of how much there is to say. We're gonna come back to it next year, but man, it's, God, it's so good. Okay, God, we love you. And we love your word and we love your truth. We love your son, Jesus. And the, the, the more that we study and the more that we look into and try to understand what it is he has actually done for us, God, the more we just wanna worship and say thank you. Thank you that John 3 is the truth, that, that uh, whoever believes in Jesus is not gonna perish, but we're gonna have this eternal life, that, that Romans 6 is real, that the, that the wages of sin, the wages of our sin is death, but the free gift of God is not floating through space as an alien forever. It's eternal life. It's life. It's life with you forever. That at the, at, the, at the deepest part of your heart, the free gift you wanted to give was life. Would we be so excited about figuring out what eternal life is? God, we love you. Be honored by our worship of you in Jesus' name.